Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The cup is absolute magic and AFCON begins. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, the 10th of January. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushin Nahantaraja. an absolute blinder of a weekend of football that was the show is so full that we've only got 15 seconds to get started and into it so Vish how was your weekend in one word good England didn't lose the cricket that's not one word Jim do you trust the process yes all right (laughs) (laughs) can't argue with that Newcastle nil Cambridge won Newcastle chairman Yazir Al-Rumayan paid a visit to the dressing room along with his bodyguards afterwards. Eddie Howe said they were very supportive. That sounds very diplomatic, doesn't it? Who knows? Weren't the bodyguards on the wrong side? (laughs) (laughs) What a bloody win from Cambridge United. I don't know about you guys, but we were talking beforehand, you know, cup sets. We won a cup set. Mm. You got a Premier League side on losing... It's from the 56th minute, they're 1-0 down. Joe Ironside scores for Cambridge United. You think, most of the time, you think, there's no chance this League One side are going to hold out for the win here. But with Newcastle United, Jim? In the FA Cup especially. They've got a special (laughs) relationship with it, haven't they? In a a way that they will desperately want to turn around. I mean, no, but I completely agree. You always always expect that, oh, this fairy tale isn't going to happen. We saw a couple of examples of it at the weekend that we'll come on to. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't know. Is it Newcastle get in their own heads in the cup a bit, don't they, with stuff like this? And I think mm. that was that played a big, big part of it. But obviously, you know, Cambridge, I think they sensed that, and they were just loving it. The the, the old boys' network, the old Oxbridge network, must be, must be buzzing. <laughs> Kate, this buzzing. is a huge win for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's buzzing. My dad got on board with it. He's very excited. I thought they just played intramural football in Cambridge as well. I was <laughs> amazed at how well they played. Yeah. Their goalkeeper, Dimitar Mitov, had a game of his life as well, though, mm. didn't he? That first 
an incredible save to put Jacob Murphy's volley onto the bar. Jacob Murphy, who was determined to score, like absolutely possessed, Mm. seemed to think, I'm going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. It's Cambridge, surely. This is an opportunity for us to score some goals, get a confidence-boosting win, and yet. <laughs> the thing about Mitov as well, he really seemed to grow in confidence, which I suppose goalkeepers do in that situation. Yeah. But I was thinking, um, watching the game, that you have... When you dream about playing in an FA Cup, or if, you, you know, if you're lucky to do that and have that option, um, you kind of think, if you're a striker, right, winner in front of your own fans, brilliant... But I felt like it, to be a goalkeeper away from home at St. James's Park, where the fans have a renewed sense of belief and they're all packed in expecting different things. Yes. And it's actually quite a febrile atmosphere. Knowing that you can make a mistake, any mistake, and it'll be terminal is terrifying. Yeah. And that's why I'm not a professional goalkeeper. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was um, even the, the scrappiness of the goal was something to be adored. Just seeing yeah. that kind of, I was going to say seeing that kind of scrappiness in that setting, but that's people pretty used to that at St. James's Park. Mm. But it just all felt quite the defense beautifully like unedifying. The one or league two. D- yeah. yeah. Or just, to disrespect those leagues, to be yeah. honest. The way, he's, the way he's kicked it into the ground is, is just, there's something beautiful about it. And did he, did he have a little nod to Alan Shearer in the celebration as well? I think he was. He yeah. grew up. Uh, yeah. He said he was his hero. Yeah, but I love that he's done the celebration in that situation. That, <laughs> yeah. that is that is absolutely a list. That is brilliant. It was so so good. Sixteenth in League One at the moment, Cambridge United. It should be emphasised, and they've done. But they've done incredibly. Mark Bonner, um, the boss there, given the caretaker role back in January 2020 with the club. Eighteenth in League Two. Up they went. Went. And now, I mean, it's probably just, they're probably just like, yeah, obviously. They said, what did they say before the weekend? They said they were confident underdogs. Yeah. Didn't really look like underdogs, particularly. <laughs> Aren't all underdogs, to a point, confident? Do they, um, um, right in? No. Yeah, let us know. It's like, David, etymology question, if you ac- If you acknowledge yourself as an underdog... Then you're saying I'm not expected to win, but I might. Yeah, yeah. So that could be that quite there's... freeing. It's like yeah. whenever when you phone something as David and Goliath, it was like David didn't rock up with a slingshot. That like, well, fuck it, you know he's yeah. going to kill me anyway. Yeah, I'll just go. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess the vibe is Goliath is massive, right? He is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's massive. rich now as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a shitload of money. <laughs> um, Sympathy for Newcastle, I guess. How confirmed after the game that Callum Wilson will be out for eight weeks? Um, they're now going to sign Chris Wood. What? Yeah, I mean that's that's probably quite smart because Newcastle are in a position now where not only they can they obviously buy players because of their limitless transfer funds, but also buy them and discard them later. Yeah. So if they want an upgrade from Chris Wood, they can just be like, right, sorry, mate. Yeah, <laughs> See if, you're you later. Chris, if you're Chris Wood, do you want to do that? Well, I, so I he think... seems to be having a pretty decent time at Burnley. You, I suppose that's one way. That is one way of ensuring that. So my brother over WhatsApp after this defeat said, "He's really annoying, but." This is for the first time ever we could buy the club that's beaten us. Yeah. And take them over. So, similarly, is taking Chris Wood from Burnley just so that Burnley don't have Chris Wood rather than Newcastle have it? That will factor yeah. into it. Also, Chris Wood himself would get a huge pay rise, you would think. Um, yeah. And, you know, you. you the beautiful you, game. Yeah, but, you know, players look at that, don't they? Yeah, they've yeah, got, of course. They've got yeah, their, yeah. their futures to think about. And, and you're absolutely right. Like, it. it they can like tool up for a relegation battle now, and even even in the summer, if they want, they can be like, right, "You're now third choice striker at least, Chris." Burnley, you do you want him back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
tulip, lads. Uh, so, yep, congratulations to Cambridge and United, who did bloody well and have now beaten as many Premier League sides as Newcastle United this season, <laughs> per Richard Jolly. Good on you, Cambridge United. But don't worry, guys, that was not the only cup set we have to bring you. Kidderminster Harriers 2, Reading 1. I loved this so much. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't, unfortunately, it wasn't on, it wasn't on telly. So I had to just, just following, you know, along on various mediums. Um, but, and to be fair, Reading are shit, but they're also not, you know, non-league. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely just astonishing, really, wasn't it? it, was, it I know it's such a cliche, but it's, it's what makes this weekend in particular so good that you get so many of these games and you see you, you see the grounds where you can see the the houses in the background <laughs> just it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing and it's it's such a huge result it's it's i mean is it something like 90 79 places between so it's them it's absolutely nuts and also let's not forget they went 1-0 down so yeah. first yes. guy, yeah. so scored the opener his first goal of the season and then um Oh yeah, and also their their keeper, Reading keeper Rafael Cabral, that had a magnificent save to almost basically rudely deny uh, a Mari selling James from at least thirty five yards yeah, out. So they were, yeah. you know, they were taking shots. They were that would have been a hell together. of a goal, by the way. Oh my. <laughs> Day. That's, like that's one the, of the great the, FA Cup goals, yeah. Yeah, that's the one you dream of. Like, yeah. oh, four yards out, dipping over the keeper. Yeah, but the keeper says no. <laughs> but they really just forced the issue, didn't they, Kidderminster? Which is what's so sort of brilliant about it. Both of those goals, and obviously there's a mistake from the Reading goal. Yeah. the first one. I mean, that was shit. That yeah, was it was. So, but even, it was so but shit. So he made that incredible no. save to deny us that lovely goal, and then instead delivered yeah. for us that absolutely terrible. But it's goal percentages, though, right? If, you know, you, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and that that is an example of of that of that paying off. And then obviously the the, the second goal was like rugby esque. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was one of those goals. They didn't have like, goal line technology, by the way, do they? So. No, but I thought like that looks like a foul, but then on the mm. replay, it's it's not, is it? Because the keeper, no. and I suppose maybe it would have been a foul, or would have been would have been perceived as a foul if Cabral jumps, but he doesn't jump. He tries to like outmuscle the striker, which is yeah. just a bad idea. Definite Royal Rumble quality to that as well. Yeah, well, they all ended up on the floor. Yeah, and it's a the the thing I really enjoyed about a Morgan Smith celebration is that. He runs away, and if you just took the celebration in isolation, you'd think he'd scored a wonderful goal. Because <laughs> there's, there's an element of class about his celebration, and all the other players are running in different directions, not really knowing who scored. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did the real job of, like, sitting on the goalkeeper, basically. Um, yeah, uh, the Russ Penn, who we're going to actually... He features in an email, I think, a bit further along, which I'm quite looking forward to. Anyway, Russ Penn said he wanted to be up against Wolves in the next round as he's a fan, and he never played at Molyneux. But sadly... They'll just be hosting West Ham in the fourth round. How would you factor that as a fan? Wow. Because you think, well, you know, it'd be great if Wolves went on a run as a fan and of Wolverhampton Wanderers, that's what you'd want. And you're like, oh, actually, it would be nice to beat them. Yeah, I, I've often wondered that. I think it's one of those things that seems great until the moment you have to actually do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, they're, oh, I'm sort of in awe of these people and they're a lot, <laughs> a lot better at this. Yeah, yeah. Was well, Reading's main issue that they didn't play Andy Carroll? Um, I don't know. It's the horse issue that it doesn't have a horn like a unicorn. I don't really, don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> would he have made a difference? He would have been big, wouldn't he? he would have, would he have fit through their door? That's the big question. Oh uh, yeah, that is probably the the true question. I think they're probably used to it, though, aren't they? At that level, big big men bustling <laughs> around up top. 
Yeah. I don't think it's that much of a novelty. That, right. I think Maybe that that's why probably negates stop. Carol there. Yeah, true. Oh, congratulations, Kidderminster. What a bloody win. That is wonderful. Uh, sadly, an, a, an amazing game that didn't end up with an upset but so nearly did Barnsley five Barrow four in the running order normally we have the goal scorers in brackets but instead we've just got too many goal scorers (laughs) (laughs) this is the best game of the weekend it was absolutely unbelievable and let's probably headline is that yeah nine goal thriller anyway you, you want to look that up and see that it's definitely worth guys if you haven't uh looking at looking up the highlights partly for the bbc cumbria commentary because they had to put the radio commentary on the highlights because they didn't have it on telly and it's really enjoyable because they're going absolutely mad um but barrow played for 80 or over 80 of the 120 minutes with 10 men um after who was it who was sent off bedling got sent off uh, thank Hartford, you for, yeah. well i mean he pretty much Kicked him in the face, so yeah, that was, his foot was quite <laughs> yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, he didn't kick Peter. He didn't kick Peter Ryan in the face, so it was technically a high foot. Yeah. The, the, do you think this was the game? And I, I totally understand why the ruling is now that we're going straight into extra time and penalties after nine minutes. Mm. But do you think this was the game that needed a replay? Because I, <laughs> I think so. Possibly. How cool yeah, would it have been because... for Barrett to, to have held out for what would have been what? 50 minutes yeah. with 10 men and then taking them back to theirs. And yeah. Oh, God, you've actually made me feel quite sad about it. Because they would have been, they looked cooked by the end. Like, even the way that Understandably. Um, Morris got the got what proved to be the winner. Yeah. Like, they didn't even know he was there after the deflection. Like, <laughs> yeah, all they could sake. do was just hope Barnsley couldn't string another attack together, essentially, at that point when they yeah. were just obviously yeah. that long with, with 10 men. But what an effort for them to even be in the game, to just, to just keep... Scoring, it felt like one of those games where um, it's actually just beyond the players on the pitch. It's like this—they're they're just sort of taking part in this, in this mad dance where the goals are just going to score themselves. So you might as well get on board. <laughs> well, they were two 0 down at half time, right? So it's five goals in the last twelve minutes. Yeah, then Banks paps that free kick in from like forty yards. <laughs> oh, that was so cool! Yeah, that was a really enjoyable one. Like now I feel a bit. Now I feel sad again. Yeah, this could have been wonderful. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but, not... it, but it was, you know, it, it still was wonderful. It's still wonderful. Suppose, it's not yeah. about the winning. Yeah, that's true. Let's tell Barrow that. Yeah, it literally. Didn't you do so well? Is it's <laughs> the main bit, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of money at stake that. as well. Yeah. Oh my days! We mentioned on uh, Friday that there wasn't going to be there was going to be only VAR in nine out of the thirty-two games. <laughs> Um, obviously. Uh, but in the Coupe de France, uh, FC Versailles are going to be obliged to play their round of 16 match away from home because of a law that bans any source of light visible from the King's Room within a five kilometre radius. Yeah. That's, um, so we've actually I got it quite... Say that, sorry, say mine. that again. So as I understand it, I guess FC Versailles are not, you know, a top tier team. So perhaps this isn't something that comes up too often. But they have to play their round of 16 match away from home because there's a law that bans any source of light visible from the king's room within a five As in the literal radius. king? I, I believe so, yes. yes. Right. Or his, his room. Being right, a, okay. So you know, I don't know if he's going to be in it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he can't be, given that there is no king of Got France. Got it. But I mean, I thought like little ghost. How do they know? <laughs> so presumably they play in the daytime like the rest of the... Yeah. Oh, time. wow. Is this why that school got closed down outside yours? Because of all the light that was coming in from the kids playing in the playground. You're allowed to have light. I allow people to have light. <laughs> Let there be light, yeah. 
Um, other magic of the cup news. Uh, Hartlepool redeemed the northeast in the pool derby coming from, oh bless, coming from behind to beat championship. Blackpool 2-1. The Blackpool boss Neil Critchley said, we scored early, which was maybe one of the worst things we could have done in the game. Yeah, or you could have taken any of the like 15 chances you made. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's very door, isn't it? I think he's not taking responsibility there. Mm. David Ferguson used to captain Blackpool, but he didn't. He didn't mind. He didn't do one of those like, no, I'm not celebrating situations. Just went mental. What was he? Yeah. What would he? What would you say at halftime? Like, why have you gone and done that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eight minutes thing. in. Come oh, on. No. We talked about this. Did you not see the England in the Euros? Eighteen-year-old <laughs> um, Joe Gray with the winner. Another classy celebration. Just looked absolutely delighted. Hartlepool go to Crystal Palace. In the next round, um, also in cup set news, I guess. Although AFC Wimbledon fa- fa- most famous fan Andy Brussel didn't seem too surprised. But would beat uh, Wimbledon two nil. Yeah, still haven't conceded a goal in the competition, and they get eighty two thousand pounds for winning the tie. Um, that is cool. Warms warms my North London heart. That oh, I was really holding out for. Um, Boreham Wood against Arsenal. That would have been very Yeah, cool. that would be great. You couldn't even keep up your side of the bargain. Did you? No. Oh, no. God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Imagine being that club. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about this 82 grand, which, you know, in the grand scheme of football, as always, it, your mind gets skew-if about money, right? But the, So true, yeah. But mm. the chairman of Boreham Wood, Danny Hunter, had to remortgage his house a couple of years ago to keep the club afloat. So that's the, that's the stuff where people are genuinely like having to cobble together pounds yeah. in order to make their football team continue to work. The way, the, the way that you said that was Daddy Hunter would be like, well, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to make some repayments. That is mine. <laughs> Can you, yeah, quick. Yeah, the, it's, well, there was one of those FA Cup dressing room videos afterwards where they were singing Teenage Dirtbag, but maybe Danny Hunter was Teenage like, Dirtbag? Running choice, in. I love that. I wonder whether is it, do they just have a karaoke machine in there. Why is it a strange choice? I think it's a very logical choice. Is teenage dirtbag? Yeah, why? Because they're just a teenage dirtbag. They're just like managing to go up against the might of a- AFC Wimbledon. You've not are heard they, Teenage Dirtbag, no. have you? They... I'm just a teenage dirtbag. <laughs> have I got the wrong song? No, you've got the right song, but I presume... <laughs> do you think it was the bit where they go listen to Iron Maiden, baby, that they really... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this really... Wait, hang yeah. on. Sorry, I know this is a, we've got a lot of football to get through, but can we? This is important. The concept of the teenage dirtbag song, as I understand oh, it. Fucking, I'll go on, ruin Weezer, go <laughs> on. Is it not. Weezer. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Not yeah. Burn. Um, is, <laughs> is that the guy is a teenage dirtbag yes. and then he scores with a lady um, who's above him in the social pecking order? And I would argue that that's a very apt song for Boreham sure Wood. Does actually get to... with isn't, that, isn't that Lady and the Tramp? Hang on, I'm just going to look at. No, I'm not. I, I. That's what I think it is, and that's my interpretation of the song. And as we know, you know, it's the author is dead, and so my interpretation is just as valued. Right. I mean, I, I, I yeah. Let, I mean, let them sing it, but um, don't do that again. <laughs> Bournemouth go away to Bournemouth. Um, speaking of all the young talents coming to the fore in all of this, Joe Bellingham, did you see him? The, the identikit Jude. Uh, he's 16 years old. He made his debut for Birmingham City on Saturday in their defeat to Plymouth. Um, if, if he has any more brothers who are coming through or any more family members, mm. they're going to run out of shirt numbers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> also, in related to footballers' news, uh, Dimaggio Wright Phillips, son of Sean Wright Phillips and grandson of Ian Wright, made his professional debut for Stoke City. They beat Leighton Orient 
Two nil. My God, I'm exhausted and it's only half time. Let's get to a break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 2021 was a year like no other in European football. And 2022 promises to be even more eventful. On the Continent is your weekly guide to all the biggest stories across Europe. But what was highlighted again in this game against Malmo was just how desperately that team needs something different up front. Alvaro Morata is not right now the number nine they need, and I don't think Wise Kenny is either. We're joined by the best European football experts to get to the bottom of the stories at the top of your newsfeed. I think Real Madrid is a very logical place for him to go. And if you want that to be an option, it's not a bad idea to make Real Madrid think that you might go to Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) But from Holland's side of it, it's very beneficial that uh, Barcelona are at least pretending they can afford him. Come join us every Thursday on Football Ramble Presents. Football Ramble Presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Get in somebody's face. Smash somebody. (laughs) Don't. Don't smash anybody. We definitely don't approve of that here on the Football Ramble. Welcome back. Me, Jim, and Too much talk of smashing things on Sky. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was Stop trying it. to make the reference without going in on it. Come on, <laughs> Don't James. Like that. You've made it worse. You've all going made in it, on it worse, you horrible boys. Right, we need to get a four to score update. Let's see how we're doing in Betway's four to score. Entry to four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Fairly obviously, further T's and C's apply. Game one this week was Leicester against Watford. Marcus went for Jose Perez. The result was Yuri Tielemans. Game two was Wolves versus Sheffield United. Pete picked Billy Sharp. The result was Daniel Pudence. Game three, West Ham versus Leeds. Jim picked Manuel Lanzini. And the result, ladies and gentlemen, I I tell not a lie, was Manuel Lanzini. That's really quite impressive. 
Well, have you ever done it? Have you ever got it right before? That's why I couldn't. Remember. Yeah, a lot of times actually, genuinely significantly more than you have actually, Kate. <laughs> um, probably, I don't know. Um, my thinking is that when Man- Manuel Lanzini gets into a bit of form, he's amazing for about a month. Yeah, and so it proved. I like it a lot. Uh, game four is Man United against Aston Villa. Luke has picked Jesse Lingard, but they are playing tonight, so we could get two from four guys. We could. Oh, imagine. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Now it's time for some emails. He's so long. Seven seconds to go. Cut me into, what was that, a <laughs> yeah. email. So that was uh, a proper um, monkey port of a wish, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really, really was. Daniel Cahill has been in touch. Uh, he says, following the chat on Friday regarding Kidderminster manager Russ Penn, I can confirm he is a hard man. During his time at York City in the conference, he was the typical old-fashioned centre midfield hard man and might just have had the best chant of all time. The chant went to the tune of, You are my sunshine. He's not a ballpoint. He's not a felt tip. He's not a biro. He's not a bick. We've got a better pen. He wears our number 10. Let's all sing for Russell Penn. I don't know or care if that's how the song actually goes. Um, Jim, that was Let's so hope lovely. you all agree. His um, name is Russell Penn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, my apologies to anybody like listening around yeah. people who don't also listen to my the ramble. My apologies to music. Uh, I'll give my early apologies to Will, who sent in an email that I will now butcher. Long-time listener, but first-time emailer. Yes, I'm lazy, like Luke says. Mm. After listening to Thursday's ramble about people being named after players, I thought you'd be interested in this. I deliver parcels, and recently one of the customers on my round caught my eye. Her name was Gerard Shankly Dugleish Anfield Cock. No, it fucking wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, ha- I have attached evidence, as otherwise even I wouldn't believe me. Oh. Is, are you allowed to do that? <laughs> have we really got it? I, was, I don't believe that. Well, I mean, yeah, he wouldn't lie. He, he wouldn't lie. I mean, he would lie, he but would he wouldn't send in evidence about, yeah. you know, lie about sending in I evidence. I imagine you could mock it all up yeah, they're not quite pr- easily. They're not privacy issues here. Right, we're getting, Ooh, a, little we're we're getting have a, little... a little bit of the picture of the... It might have been a joke, you guys. Anyway, either way... Oh, I... in the way that it's stressed... To... Yeah, okay, because I, I, I've done that to a mate of mine yeah. where I put his nickname on like a on a present and he went to the post office to pick it up because he wasn't in when it was delivered and they wouldn't give it to him. Oh, no. Because he was like, that's not your name. And he's like, it's my address. And, I, and so he had to guess what the name was. Oh, and he God. got it at like the fifth attempt. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what this so, is. This is something you did to your friend. Yeah. But, but it's like a nice thing. I thought, oh, this is, you know, this will be cute. It wasn't yeah. cute. Yeah. That really got redirected to the post office, didn't it? And then... Yeah. Where cuteness dies. Really backfired, that one. Yeah. Oh, well. Never mind, Vish. Email in show at footballramble.com if you've done something cute for a friend and it's backfired. <laughs> Or tweet us at Football Ramble. Now, somehow this bloody Arsenal game has slipped into the second half of the running order. I'm not sure how that happened, but anyway, here it is. Well, I don't know if we've got time now, have we? <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to the AFCON. Yeah. Um, Nottingham Forest 1, Arsenal 0. Lewis Graben, new, Jim's favourite player, scoring in the 83rd minute. Arsenal losing in the third round for the second time in 26 years. That's a good record, isn't it, Jim? That's something mm. to hang your hat on. Uh, both instances have interestingly been against Nottingham Forest. Outrageous 
um, from Forest, frankly, to be honest. Very disappointed in them for doing good, that to us again. I would again. say. They were yeah, very good. Yeah, I suppose good. from their point of view, it probably is quite good, isn't it? But they were really good. They just, they, it, was, it sounds so cliche, but they essentially just did the basics better. They, they were organised. They, they were patient. They fought harder. They were, they were first to everything. The, the, crowd were behind them obviously that seemed to affect Arsenal and I think what we're seeing in this iteration of Arsenal is that they are a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team you know they, they played without confidence yesterday and they were absolutely listless and now I know the midfield was pretty makeshift because of Granit Xhaka testing positive for Covid and mm. we, I was worried about Maitland-Niles leaving and then us being short and that immediately came to pass as you would expect but I mean I don't want to put too much criticism at the, at the feet of um, Lukonga and, and, and Charlie Patino because obviously Patino's 18 years old it's, it's a makeshift midfield and, and you know Lukonga's young as well but players like Cedric Cedric was awful yesterday mm-hmm. just like just barely I mean he he played in a way that barely kind of qualifies as the role he was supposed to be playing. It was. It was. Do you remember when Tommy Asu signed? There was a, the two clowns on Sky Sports going, huh, "No one seems to know what his position is. He's a football without position." A pair of absolute prats. Um, do my friends sure? <laughs> but Cedric seemed to actually take that energy to the role and, oh, and, and not seem to play in a position. So that was fun. Every now and again, Saka would give him a look and be like, Are "You supposed to be on there." Like, yeah. Where's the stupid? Oh, it's yeah. Cedric, right? Yeah, they seem to be getting each other's way. The only person who had any kind of impetus from Arsenal's point of view was Martinelli. Odegaard, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I expected <laughs> all the Martins. Odegaard was Odegaard was fine, but it felt like Martinelli suddenly the game sped up to a level that maybe not Nottingham Forest wouldn't be able to keep up. Yeah, but the, 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 there wasn't yeah. enough um, cohesion around him, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, there was only like, they didn't have a shot on target. The, the only, I mean. Enketia essentially seemed to cross when he should have shot or what was shot that? so bad that header, he was yeah. me across. Like, I mean, he, he's in the shot window, but it's, I mean, it doesn't say much about the shop, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Mikel Arteta <laughs> apologised for the display and Roy Keane said they played like a pub team. Look, Nottingham Forest Lazy. Were like, a, like a pub pundit. Like a pub. <laughs> that is a bit lazy. I tell you what, um, I quite... So I, re- I, it's great that Nottingham Forest played so well. What am I saying? I'm trying to get away with that. No, Nottingham Forest were good. And I really like that. For the goal, Graben did a great job. Ryan Yates provided a beautiful cross. It was a typical Graben goal. Yeah, he's really yeah. good at those. It was cool. But the cross itself was like yeah. perfect. Um, and Roy Keane really caught my eye with what he said, which was, he really knows how to flatter, doesn't he? He opened, this is him being really nice about Ryan Yates, guys. He said, uh, listen, he can be short on ability, but it showed obviously today his attitude is fantastic. Yeah, It is funny to remember that he, he managed in the championship as well. And I, I <laughs> yeah, he knows that him. Exactly That's why he was talking right, about him. Right. And it's like, come on, mate. <laughs> You're on national television. The guy's, just, <laughs> the guy's providing the moment of the game. Ugh, anyway, I was, I was um, quite impressed with Jed Spence for yeah. for a, the uh, the right back. He really yeah. stood out. He's rapid as well. Yeah. You know, I was so so impressed with and like his his composure. There are a number of times when he was like pen back on Martinelli's side, where he yeah kept his cool and mm. played his way out. He looked very confident, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. There were a few Middlesbrough fans I know who were a bit like. Brilliant. Now looks like a world beer. Sell him after you know three seasons in championship. Brilliant. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Manager Steve Cooper seems to be doing a great job at the City Grand. They're now going to be on to an East Midlands derby with the holders Leicester City. That's quite exciting. Mm. That is quite exciting. I'm all over that. I'm actually feeling now a bit pissed off with Chesterfield for not managing to beat Chelsea. You know, 
Yeah, that felt that was bullying at the end, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that felt really mean. The goal, though, when they got their goal, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well done, Chesterfield. <laughs> Sorry, you went on the telly. Uh, Spurs three, Morecambe one. In the end, uh, Spurs one nil down against mighty Morecambe until the seventy fourth minute, where Winks put a free kick in completely to his own surprise but we said yeah. it was a great look it was a good it was a good delivery I, you know what i really respected harry winks being too embarrassed to celebrate <laughs> yeah do you remember he scored a similar-ish goal in the europa league last season from about the same area as well it it's was out thing. on the left yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, he like because he's so small it looks like he kicks it you know when a child goes to really kick a ball hard and they get like too much elevation. It, it looked like that, and it looked like this again. <laughs> it's the thing you need to weaponize more. It's like people didn't know Rory Delap could do the long throw. Maybe not enough managers have cottoned on to Harry Winks accidentally scoring well. <laughs> yeah, it, there's an element of um, the Mighty Ducks about it. It's like his version of the knuckle puck. <laughs> <laughs> I find him with a little beard like quite amusing. Do you think he's doing it to impress Conte? He's been quite good under Conte, actually, hasn't he? He's yeah, had, he yeah, enjoyed him. Well, he's been playing, which helps. Yeah, but. yeah, definitely. No, I, I don't know if it's to impress him, but it's definitely, you know, because he's so fresh-faced, it always just looks like... Because like, girls don't really know that thing about how growing a beard is like a thing that boys think is impressive and not everyone can do it. Um, oh, this is why blokes think other blokes with moustaches are more handsome than oh, the people they're trying to attract. Yeah, yeah, people don't yeah, really think true. that. Unless they're like a flight commander or something. Flight commander? <laughs> is that a term? You know what I mean? Like, pilot. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> is that a term? You know what I'm on about? Well, like, like a person from the 50s pilot. with a moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Captain yeah. Corelli, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that guy, yeah. Um, speaking of people who aren't going to play possibly ever again, Tongi Ndombele was uh, booed when he was subbed off. The thinking seemed to be that he had walked too slowly. I mean, he did look pretty pissed off. Yeah. Um, Kane told him to hurry up as yeah, well, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't really yeah. do that. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that, Kate? You know is what I like, think about him. Yeah, but No, I, I mean, we all know that he's a very talented player and it isn't working out at Spurs and it, clearly there's, it's worth making the effort to try and unlock the talent he has mm. on a regular basis. But this seems like, this seems like a very difficult thing to come back from. And players have come back from similar things. But it's like, I don't know, it, for, for that to happen at all, you feel like he must be quite disengaged with with Tottenham generally. Seems about right. Yeah, it's an it's an odd and disappointing and sad thought, really, because let's not forget he costs fifty five million. He's our top signing, and mm. like he's only played, he's only made ten. You know, this whole thing of him being brought off at sixty minutes, even when he does play, when he looked as though he might be working his way back into a bit of form, and maybe you know, occasionally you think you're getting a bit of tune out of. And Dombele. He's only managed 10 90 minute appearances in the Premier League since signing from Lyon two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, and I think basically because Pochettino left, and I sort of thought if he'd stayed, he would have been the guy to yeah. get a tune out of Ndombele and to really make him like work as part of the unit. But he didn't. And then Mourinho, if you remember, he came in and started being a knob to him and various other people too, obviously. but but him. Um, he ran with him during lockdown, didn't he? And sold it as a, a way that he was trying to get him fit. But then like kept, publicly undermined. But then yeah. kept bringing it up. Yeah, so, I, had to, I had to knock on his door in his house and drag him out. Did you, did you get the morning runs at school? Like if, you, if you'd like misbehaved, you'd <laughs> yeah. have to like run around we the did field before picking. school. Yeah, it was like yeah. that, wasn't it, essentially? Yeah, and then, and then he wasn't in the cup final under Ryan Mason, if that counts as another boss. I guess it kind of does. Um and then Ndombele wanted to leave in the summer and then Nuno mm. didn't really want to select him. Anyway, what I'm trying to say in a quite slow way is that I sort of thought Conte, 
after all of this, in the back of my mind, I've been like, look, if Poch is, he's a great player, someone, a real like manager who invests in a player like that could get something out of him. And I suppose I thought Conte would come in yeah. and it would all be fine. Um, but it doesn't look like it. To Conte's credit, though, he he talked it down a lot afterwards. Didn't he? he didn't really engage with mm. questions about it. So, I mean, he he could have made that much more of a thing. I mean, who knows what will happen behind closed doors? Perhaps he'll prefer to kill him. But um... <laughs> but it, so this morning there are quite a few reports about him leaving. Think, him, yeah. him and Deli Ali being the two that they oh, want to get out no. the door. Yeah. And the issue being that because you know as Kate said about the money they brought him in for, and th- thus the wages he's on two hundred thousand a week. Yeah. Really, well, Jesus. Um, but so it'd be hard to offload that without yeah. taking a hit of some sort. And they're obviously going to take a hit on it, but. Yeah, it's just a shame it hasn't worked out. Yep. Other non-upset upsets. Um, amazing scenes at Anfield when Shrewsbury went 1-0 up. Yeah. Liverpool, I'm afraid, as expected, eventually beat them 4-1. Norwich. Yeah. Is that an upset? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> they beat their League One opposition, Charlton, 1-0. Good on you. Yeah, they really had to work for it, though, didn't they? They should bring on the big guns. <laughs> yeah, they really did. And and Charlton showed um, the Norwich fans extended highlights of the day they got relegated in 2008. <laughs> that is amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. Why would you? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> just gonna surely you're just gonna rile them up for the second half. But I'm I'm all for it. Just anyway. make them sad. Here are the opening ten minutes from up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so unnecessary. You don't even need the opening ten on up, do you? It's like the first. It's three. five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you? Is that? Did that make you cry? That's the one that gets me every time. Yeah. Jim. No, it didn't. But I only because of pathetic man insecurity. I wanted to cry, but oh. I forced myself not to. What? Yeah, it's you know, Let's it's not have my a fault. It's, it's the patriarchy. Let's have a ramble <laughs> watch of it, and you can just you can let, it, let all it all out. out. Just blub. Well, now I do feel embarrassed to say, and I was going to be like, "Did you guys feel like this?" But it sounds like you didn't feel like this. I found watching the highlights back of quite a lot of these FA Cup third round kind of upsets and and the Barrow game like quite weepy. Yeah. Yeah. I just quite love the, it's the juxtaposition of, because we talk week in, week out about the Premier League and there's a lot of uh, canker yeah. or whatever and at the actually, heart of it. More and than this ever, is pure. Absolutely. And more than ever with all the Super League stuff and the fact that we're in a, bizarrely in a World Cup year where it's happening in Qatar and just all of the, the football getting more and more like kind of moneyed and further and further away from this stuff. I know what you mean. It does seem kind of significant and, and particularly kind of, Profound, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I suppose like we sometimes when, when we do this show, there are elements we talk about which we talk about because they're funny, and then you step back and you're like, God, how has it come to this? And so, like, even ranging from the fucking Icardi stuff, one and yeah. Icardi wonder on Instagram, you're like, you know, player who plays with PSG, you know, sloshing it around, well, sloshing around in money, I should say. <laughs> Well. Being an absolute state on, <laughs> being an absolute state on Instagram, and this was a reminder of the wholesomeness and the fact that if you know this is the part of football which doesn't let your mind go to those dirty places. <laughs> 
I was trying to make a really safe yeah. point there, and I got my language so fucked up. Yeah, you, you, you well, you brought in a, 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 the untamable variable that is the Akadi. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us back from those dirty places, Vish. No problem. Yeah, um, I'm going to st- stand away, stand as far away from onomatopoeia as possible for the rest of the show. I, I'm glad you agree anyway. Um, yeah, looking forward to the FA Cup fourth round in February. Now, let's take a look at AFCON. The AFCON started uh, yesterday. Yes, we yes. are still Monday. Still, still Monday. And the hosts, Cameroon, managed to get a win over Burkina Faso 2-1. Crikey, this one got off to a fiery start with uh, Burkina Faso's Steve Yargo with a stud-up challenge. Initially, um, in the running order, it said on his thigh, but we, we discussed, as discussed beforehand, it was not his thigh, it was his penis. Yeah, it was uh, it was a full-blooded start to the tournament, wasn't it? <laughs> it was great, though. Like, it really, it kicked off really, really well. It was, it was an excellent game. Mm, it's true. And also, guys, it's so cool, because this has obviously been delayed by a year, but it's so cool to see there were 48,000 Carolinian football fans at the Alembe Stadium, some mm. of whom, or many of whom, seem to have turned up as early as 10am to like, as in yeah. seven hours before kickoff. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going around Twitter about the atmosphere. Apparently, it was it was fantastic. It looked looked great on the uh, on the on the TV as well. And like weirdly, I saw I, I was it was weird to be like, oh, Vivisellas. Oh, you know what? You know, yes, I thought that. Right. Fun now. I thought that. It's yes, all right. Yeah, I think that's the, the. There's an element of like how certain cultures are appropriated by people who go there to watch, whether it's World Cup or major tournaments. Yeah. Um, and the thing, the thing that annoyed everyone about the Vivazellas was just like the incessant nature of it, and the fact that you know it's like someone comes back from a gap year wearing like a fucking shark tooth necklace. Yes. You're like, yeah, fine, fine, take it off now though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah that he was, went it, away. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it it felt like it just felt a bit more natural. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, because the atmosphere I find in the um, in the Afcon when it gets when you can when you can sense the um, I suppose the heat and the humidity through your TV, it makes everything feel really heavy. Yeah, massively. It's true, because the idea, or there was talk of trying to move the tournament, quite apart from COVID, although that doesn't seem to, as you guys will know, that doesn't seem to have had too much of an impact, because there's already been plenty of like outbreaks, and Edwin Mendy, I think, tested positive in, in the Senegal camp. Quite a few of them, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a real shame. But anyway, there was there was talk of trying to move it to to a summer, but there's the Cameroonian rainy season that would never have worked. Mm. So yeah, obviously we've spoken already on the ramble about the situation with um, uh, with teams, Premier League teams, being upset about losing some of their best players. But on the other side, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see them play for some of these sides and to yeah to get another. You know, we've had Euros fever. Now we're into Afcon fever. Yeah. I'm on it. It's very difficult to pick a favourite as well. There's a, there are a lot of teams is who have got a or very... Or is the favourite Algeria? Um, well, I think Senegal have got a very good chance. They've not won it before as well, so they're going to be very, very motivated. They've got a really, really good squad, It probably in their peak years. Um, obviously, you've you always got to look at Egypt with the, the AFCON as well. And True. obviously, you've got Mo Salah as arguably the best player in the world right now. And obviously, you know... You, you, you need more than than one player, but they're, they're in a, a good position. And you, know, you, you do have teams like Cameroon and Nigeria that are always going to Cameroon, especially at home. I think that they've not That's lost cool, yeah. in the capital since 1988. So, yeah. like, there, there are a lot of teams in there who are going to fancy this, and I think it's going to make for a really good tournament. Specifically in the in the obviously in the venue that will host the final. So yeah, I see what see what you're saying. That um, Algeria have gone 40 games unbeaten since 2018, although some of those have been friendlies. Um, in the other game yesterday, Ethiopian nil, Cap Verde won. Uh, Ten man Ethiopia 
uh, in the end were beaten. There was actually chaos for the sending off. The, the referee initially gave Yared Bahe Bele a yellow. Bahe then took and scored the free kick, but kind of like when the referee was just off looking at the VAR monitor. It's like he didn't tell him, though. He didn't yeah. tell them, like, well, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm going to go check. He just started jogging <laughs> towards the VAR box. I did like the um the the box the VAR is held in mm. Mm. I like it very much yeah it was like an ornamental tissue box <laughs> a bit of de- decorative oh, like streaks on it yeah big fan of that would you like to see more of that in the Premier League Do you think I would, would yeah help people feel good about VAR yeah. just a few Club specific ones maybe Ooh. oh my god guys it should have like you know those flares for example that go up do I mean flares you know those shoots of fire that go up at various stadiums where goals are scored they should have that when you have to go to the VAR monitor just coming out of the field. If, if it's a penalty. Like, yeah. <laughs> Taking the referee's eyebrows out. No, they're standing back. It's coming off the top of the... Well, if he has to lean in to have a closer look. Well, it's a terrible idea. He'd have to learn. Whatever it should be, it should be some kind of calming colour so that everyone can chill the fuck out when he goes to the VAR booth. Yeah, I think probably the colour scheme is yeah. exactly what is causing people not to like VAR. Uh, Roberto Lopez played yesterday, didn't he? He's the, the LinkedIn uh, defender. Who would essentially Cape Cape Verde got in touch with him on LinkedIn? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, do you want to do you want to play for Cape Verde? And thought it was a joke. Turned out not to be. And he's become the first Irish-born player to play at an Africa Cup of Nations. Is that better? Is that even more astonishing than that guy than Brereton Diaz off of Football Manager? I think I think it is because he left the, he left the manager on red for what eighteen months, twelve yeah. months. <laughs> it's amazing. Did, didn't even have the, did, couldn't even be bothered giving them blue ticks. <laughs> And he cut, and you know, he ends up, you know, playing for them. Yeah, lots. Of, you know, it takes a while to come back from that, from ghosting someone. Yeah, I like that. The, I like the manager, you know, just swallowing that as well, and just being the, bit, being the bigger man. Yeah, a bit desperate that I would say. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But he was the first ever Irish-born player to play at the Africa Cup of Nations. So you know, there's there's a pub quiz question that Indeed. won't be getting asked in my part. Very of that. very like nerdy football pub yeah. quiz. That. Yeah, I wouldn't. I generally wouldn't want to go to somewhere like that. No, no. Good luck. Um, are, are we all a little bit worried just because what you mentioned at the start about the spate of COVID cases? Yes. At the start of Afcon, in when people were joining up with their teams, you worried? Oh, well, certainly I am worried that. Well, obviously the you know the we're going to see more positives going through the tournament, but I'm really wary of outside pressure getting involved in terms of the teams with players, Premier League teams primarily, but also from other other countries, where they can suddenly... There's certainly been talk of potentially... Trying what, to, pulling them out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah. As an option. Not any kind of strong talk right now, but as a way of saying, oh, we care, it's about the safety of the players and mm. this, that and the other. Well, there's an, another weird situation like that with uh, potentially with Al-Ali, who are playing in the Club World Cup. And if that... They have a game shortly before the final of the Afcon, so the the they, the concern is that if Egypt get that far, they might lose the Al Ali contingent before the final. So oh, that's a, that would that is a potential nightmare um, for them uh, if they get to that point. So interesting. Also, this idea that if you've got COVID in your team, the Afcon regulations have said that you will have to play even if you only have eleven players and no recognised goalkeeper. So Which, that's really not going to be. If it's down to those kind of levels, deeply unfair. But from a neutral's point of view, it will be <laughs> very enjoyable if yeah. that happens. But we, you know, you'd rather it didn't happen to anyone because that would be awful. But like, what a mad spectacle that will be! Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, that's absolutely right. It's one of those things you you know we don't want to see. But if it's happening, we'll watch curious. it. Curious, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Sadio Mane is going to be in action with Senegal today against Zimbabwe. Guinea play Malawi and the tiny island of Comoros make their AFCON debut. Keeping the FA Cup kind of vibes running, I feel like, Comoros. Yeah. Um, and in the FA Cup, Man United are playing Aston Villa. The winner there is going to face Middlesbrough. Guys, what a roller coaster! Did you yeah. enjoy yourself? No, you can't say no. I'm going to rephrase that question, Jim. I enjoyed lots of the parts of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and did you enjoy the show, Bish? I did. You know, the uh, the curtain closer, as it were, and what has been an incredible round of third round action, naturally should be Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Yeah. Can hardly wait. Yeah. On tomorrow's show, <laughs> to chew over that, it's Marcus, Jim and Luke. Make sure you join those guys. In the meantime, thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.